This episode of the Golf Game of Podcast on the Sports Game of Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter better. NBA, college basketball, and NHL, they got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas is like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. And we're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets. It allows you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is you bet with no VIG. That's right. No VIG and it's legal in 40 states. So sign up today at betteredge.com. Promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Promo code SGP. DJs, welcome back to the DFS betting show for the golf gambling podcast for the Genesis Invitational. I am ready. Are you ready, Steve? Let's go. Of course I am. I got way too many bets already in the can. I mean, I'm excited to debate about actual golfers in the $8,000 range instead of trying to decide between should I fake Kevin Stroman or Henrik Norlander at $8,200 this week? <laughs> no, we got real guys in this range. So uh, yeah, let's just get right to it. I mean, we got a lot to cover tonight and we if you want to, you know, hear me nerd out about the golf course, uh, you know, go to our uh, last episode, uh, the Genesis Invitational Preview, where we break it all down. And uh, yeah, why, why don't you give a? Uh, so I did a lot of talking on that podcast about what I'm looking at. So I think you know now that you've had about 24 hours to digest what I said, what yeah. are you looking at this week? So I mean, it, it, I almost don't even really know, right? Like I, I definitely want ball strikers. You, you talk me off the proximity. So I think really I want people who are going to be good scrambling around the greens, especially if we're talking about, um, you know, a 15 under to 16 under score. And it's going to be firm and fast, very hard, need your attention the whole time. Like, and you really got me on with the, with the course history, right? Like the course history, the correlation with the masters. I feel like I really ignored that the last time I was like, it's COVID, you know, a new guy can win. No, that was fucking wrong. Right. So I feel like it's the same it's the same type of thing. I, I looked a little more into course history than I normally do today. Um, so I feel like I'm focused on course history, recent form, good iron, and back with a little bit who can put good on power. All right. So this can be a boring podcast because we're going to be on the same guys, right? I mean, who knows? Fucking, we, we, we look at, we look at, we look at things with different prisms. <laughs> we, we say that now. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like, exactly. I think, I think you mentioned something pertinent to just, uh, you know, as far as with how the golf course is going to play, it's going to play exactly how Riviera usually plays. The weather has yeah. been uh, cool and dry and it's going to, you know, it's been baked with sun. It's going to be sunny throughout all four days. Um, nice. Wind's not going to be as much of a factor on Thursday, Friday, or Sunday. On Saturday, though, it might get up to 20 miles per hour wind. That is going to be a fun day as a viewer. Maybe not so much for a gambler, just because it's going to make it hard. Anytime you throw wind on a firm, fast golf course, like 
I mean, good luck. If you've been head to head that day. That's, that's what makes it fun, Steve. That's what makes it fun. That's what well, gambling I mean, is. not, not when you're someone who's like, all right, you know, it's this guy, you know, gained a bunch of putting last yesterday. And you know, this guy should regress and you know, wind is just something you can't really measure about how a guy is going to really react. And uh, yeah, it's, it's no fun seeing, you know, things you work hard on at five yeah. in the morning and uh, you know, well, listen, that's yeah. that's why you got to do the stats and you got to do the gut handicap and you got to figure out who the mental midget is in the head to head matchup. And there you go. You combine the two and you get yourself a winner. Well, there we go. So yeah, I mean, Saturday is going to be the, probably the toughest scoring day. Sunday looks ideal, uh, but overall it's going to be a fun tournament, firm and fast it's Riviera. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, so, I mean, so who, who does the market love and hate this week? You know, before we get into everybody. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Yeah. So, so I mean, Listen, most, most guys are getting some ownership above $9,000. The only ones that really aren't getting ownership, you know, well, like, you know, Rory's not really getting a whole lot of buzz. You know, JT either. He's kind of getting a little lost in the shovel. Brooks Kepka isn't getting a lot of love either. I think people are fading him coming off uh, the win of Phoenix. Um, no one's really on speed and Hideki either. You know, we'll talk about them in the ninth, you know, once we get to there and then, you know, just some guys who are just getting a lot of love uh, under 9,000 bucks. It's, you know, I've heard a lot of Hovland talk this week, a lot of Joaquin Neiman talk. Uh, Max Homa is, you know, really popular too. And those are really the only guys in the, in the $8,000 range that are really popular. So, yeah. Cam Davis too. Cam Davis is well, that, between, well, that's the seven, that's $7,000 range. Uh, There's whatever. a lot of guys who are popular. And, and like we talked about yesterday is, you know, some of these chalky options, the $7,000 range doesn't work and it works to go to contrarian. So I think what I'm going to try and do is, I mean, are these popular options good on paper in the $7,000 range? Yeah, of course. I mean, I can point to a lot of great things about Cam Davis and Sam Burns and Taylor Gooch and all the popular options, but it's, it's trying to find the diamonds of the rough that of guys that basically can do the same things to them just aren't getting as much ownership. So we'll try and cover all that tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, those are the chalky guys, like you said, and then Rory's getting ignored, which is, I don't know, man. I feel like we talk about this. We say Rory gets ignored all the time, right? And then he ends up like, okay, right? As far as like, he's ignored relative to the other 10K up options, right? So I I don't know. Like, I kind of like Rory this week. Oh, you like Rory. This is, this is a change in tune for you. I know. I okay. know. So I, I, told you, dude, I, had time, I had a ton of time at work and uh, I was, I was deep diving, you know, whatever, dude, I, I work with numbers for my living and I'm like, all right, well, let's just deep dive and take a look and see, see what's going on. Cause nothing's happening at work today. And holy shit. And when I go down a rabbit hole, bro, I go down a rabbit hole. I was, I was, I was twisting and turning. And uh, I think I've been on and off four to 10 guys all day today. So I'm going to need you to straighten me out. Well, I'm not going to strain you out on Rory. And why, why don't we just get two? It's a ten thousand dollar range. Right, ten thousand. I, mean, I, I, I guess let's just start with Rory since he's the top of mind. And you know, I mean, I wish I, I placed a lot of my outrights in the beginning of the week, and at this point, I'm already have too much invested in that. I, I can't justify doing outright on Rory, but I kind of wish I had. I kind of wish been, I, we've been over this, man. Listen, money is money. If it hits, if he wins, and you don't put this bet down. How mad are you going to be? Because I was like, oh, I had money on Willie Z. No, because I can try and find other ways to do it. Like there's matchups, there's top 10, yeah, there's one is. and done I could do. So okay. listen, I, I can sleep at night. I, how I bet is if I don't hit an outright, it's not going to ruin my weekend. No, the fuck these no. are flyers in the day. So I'm going to try and find money ways to get money on Rory the other day. But I, I think he's, 
I think he's going to win this week. <laughs> I, I, I wish that I actually had the stones to do it and, you know, go to my conviction. Cause I looked at the numbers too. It's not as bad as what people are making it out to be. And maybe no, it's because may, maybe this is like the John Rom putting thing where the stats aren't as bad as what the eye test is. And the eye test with Rory is the wedge play has been terrible. The putter's been bad. He hasn't scrambled very well. And on paper, the scrambling has been great over the long term. But recently, it's been okay. The iron play's actually been pretty good, you know, recently. I think a lot of people, you know, because they don't look at the Euro tour, some of those stats get lost as far as their long-term trends. When you put that in there, like it makes things a little better. And the tournaments he's been competing in the Euro tour actually been pretty good lately. So I mean he's you know performing well over there on you know in that metric. So yep. I mean his course history is really good here. He has a ton really good. of experience. Really and good. no one's really talking about him. No. Nope. So I mean, like, I I think like it's if it like if I'm breaking in like a so I I guess to look at it now is we're talking about DraftKings. Like he, he's probably a pivot at this point. It's it's either JT or Rory is the pivot here because yeah. DJ is going to have big ownership because DJ. I mean yeah. he's been awesome. John Rob always has good support and he's good here. Bryson's getting a lot of support just because he's ten one. I think he's mispriced as well. But so but the pivot is JT and Rory. And between the two, I'm going to go to Rory. I mean like we we talked yeah. about the Saturday weather. I can see JT like kind of getting flustered on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, we talk about with him, like he's the type of golfer that like wants, like he's good at a dome and he's the the Peyton Manning of golfers. No. And we saw what happened with him a couple (laughs) years ago. And I was on like a 16 to one outright on him. And like, he was, I think about four heading into the final round and then the wind kicked up and he just melted. And I think that is just like, that that like watching that happen in person, that's kind of solidified who JT is to me. So I think of these guys about ten thousand dollars. The only one I'm not really gonna be on is JT. And I mean, I'm fine with using all melts. I mean, I think it's hard to create a Dustin Johnson lineup, but you can do it. Yeah, that's 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 the only thing. It's it's hard to it's hard to create that. I'm, I'm with you, man. So man, we're both on Rory. Thanks. Well, right. I mean, I. I mean, I mean, I, I laid, I I laid down and I'll write on my, well, I think I, I got me the 12 or 14 to one. I can't remember. Uh, All right. It was either yesterday or the day before. And I was like, I don't care if it's a short number. Like I, I got the feeling, uh, put it down. That's how I yeah. go. <laughs> so I mean, I, I mean, the other guy I'm going to, I love is Bryson in this. Right. I mean, I, I put on my column this week. He was my first outright pick. You know, I just, I, I saw the 16 to one number. Yeah. I, and I, I, I wish I, I wish I was on the book. Apparently he's 18 to one on some books. What? Uh, that that's, that's a dumb price. I mean, listen, like Bryson has the abilities, one of the rare golfers who can break a golf course, even Riviera. And listen, I mean, like, I, I think it's like, I talked about la- yesterday. I think he learned his lesson from the masters. I think he realized that he can't just put his foot to the pedal or, you know, foot to the metal the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and he did that last year at Riviera too. Like he wasn't being as uber aggressive as he was. And where, where Bryson gets problems is when he has all those little like half wedges in the greens. So he's not going to have that. Um, I mean, the only holes, I think there's only three holes where he's going to have like a true wedge in hand. Like if you look at his average approach distance last year across four rounds where he was hitting into only a handful under like 130 yards, everything else is like 150, 160, you know, some 200 yard ranges. And you know, he's like the difference between like Bryson and Matthew Wolf is I feel like Bryson, he hits it far, but he knows where he's going to hit it. I think he has better control over the flight of the ball. Wolf just hits it far and he doesn't know where it's going. 
And that's yeah. very important to Riviera is that if you're going to miss, you got to miss in the right spots. And I think Bryson can do that. So, I mean, I, I, I like him a lot this week at 10 one. And I think I'm, I'm going to be having a lot of lineups building around him as my anchor. Yeah. No, I like, I like Bryson too. I'm on Bryson and Rory and I'm ignoring everybody else. That's just okay. how it is. E- like, even, uh, even John Rahm. Really? Yeah, man. I, I'm telling you, I got, I, I got the bad juju about his putter, man. Like he doesn't pass the eye test. And I know, I, I know what the stats say that he's not, you know, losing whatever, but he, he is missing putts. He would have made, do you know what okay. I mean? Like when, you know what I'm saying? Like when you look at it, you're like, okay, he's got this. And then he misses left or he misses right. He does his little uh, blah, 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 throws his hand. And it's like, it's the putter, bro. You shouldn't have took the money from and should have stayed with TaylorMade. TaylorMade's my jam anyway. So, <laughs> so you're not using him at all in DraftKings? Not at all. Okay. Can I get the counter argument to why? Yeah, absolutely. Should? No, please do. So, so looking at where he's won the last year, hard golf courses. So he won the Memorial Murfield Village. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not a direct correlation to this place, but a lot of the same principles, you know, apply. You know, you got to know where to miss it, basically. You know, Olympia Fields, hard golf course, firm and fast. You know, I mean, again, not the same golf course, but he won there. So I mean, it, yeah, he can win this place and he's played great in this in two events here. So I don't think you can completely ignore him. Like yeah. I, I I'm not outright fading him. Like if I, if it, like I'm, I'm saying nowhere near him a matchup, like the only guy like here that I'm out, like would fade is JT and yeah. I mean a matchup or, you know, I mean like another thing going against JT is he was unreal the putter in, in Scottsdale. So there's some putting aggression here. Everyone else in this range actually is due for a bounce back with the putter technically based on what they did their last tournament. Right. And look, if you're doing MME, then whatever, like you can't completely ignore Ron, but I mean, I feel like most of the guys uh, who we talk to and who we listen to, uh, or who listen to us rather, you know, I mean, they're making, you know, one to five, maybe they're doing 20, you know what I mean? So if you're doing 20, whatever, sprinkle some Ron, if you like them, I just have a blind spot for him and I'm trying to be better this year about my blind spots <laughs> and trying not to just immediately dive in because I love the guy. Right. I love the way he plays. I like his temperament. I like, I just, I do. So, uh, and if I feel like he's not right, then I try not to let my bias go. And look, there's going to be clearly spots in the next hour where my bias has come out, but I'm trying, I'm trying to work at it, man. Try to work at it. All right. So your new year's resolution was to get rid of the blind spots. Mine was look at grass types. All right. Yeah. So there we go. Look at that. Look at that. We're improving as people. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I, other than that, I don't think there's anything else to play down this range. So why don't we move on to the $9,000 range? Yeah. So the $9,000 range is pretty, uh, I don't know. We, we kind of talked about this on Sunday too. So it's, it, it's gonna, it's got a bunch of names, right? Burger's out now. So that doesn't matter. He was smart. He's like, Hey, listen, probably part of his ass off and, uh, enjoyed his win. Take the week, get your head straight before you go to uh WGC to try to win uh, a nice chunk of money there. Uh, so you got X-Man, Shoffley, fucking DFS Dowling, like just DFS Dowling who choked it away two weeks ago with one of the most cowardly performances I've seen on a Sunday. That's right. Uh, we got Brooks can't the robot who, uh, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't think he could do it now. You got Morikawa, uh, top five, Tony, uh, the resurgence of Jordan Spieth, uh, he, who will not be named from Japan and Adam Scott. <laughs> okay. So who do you like? I like Kepka. The only thing that terrifies me about Kepka is he's all, the only thing I, I, so this is how far back. I only, I, I can only find one round that he played here. I mean, I, I could have probably went back farther. Can, I mean, is he played more than one round here? He's played technically one tournament, six. one tournament, one tournament. He's played six rounds total at Riviera from what, from according to data golf. 
Yeah. And so he got 43rd the last time. And that was two years ago. And like his party numbers were terrible. And then the last time that I found, I might've missed it, uh, was pre winning him any majors. Like that's how long it's been since he's played here. And since you got me on the course history thing, it got me a little spooked about it, but I feel like nobody's talking about him. It's still Brooks. It's a, it's a meaty field where I feel like he'll get up. He'll, he wants to beat DJ. He wants to beat Bryson. He wants to beat those guys. And yeah, it's not a major and that's the narrative or whatever, but I feel like this dude is uber competitive. He wants to be an alpha and I feel like this is a good spot for him. And I like Morikawa. I know his putting is fucking atrocious, but his best putting uh, surface is Poa. I know it's not by much, but it's a little bit right. Um, so a- anything you can get. <laughs> and he's got two top tens here. He's a Cali boy. Like he played the pro-am here too. Right. So I'm on Maury cow. And I think, I think I'm going to fade Xander. Like I just, I, I don't know, man, whatever it is about him. It, it's I've never been on him and that performance on Sunday when he could took it and he just gags. No, like, uh, like I'm out on Xander and uh, I'm out on speed too. This is not a speed golf golf course. I don't care how good he looked the last two weeks. Okay. Um, do you know how many strokes more lost putting? in Dubai. No, <laughs> just take a guess. Total strokes across four rounds. Oh, okay. Uh, 5.4 more. Oh Jesus. Is it really 7.3 more? No way, dude. How much? Let me, let me get the exact number. I, I don't want to mess this up. It's uh 11.44. Yikes. Right. <laughs> you should see the looks on your face. Your <laughs> eye just pulls out of your skull. Oh my but, God, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, that's the ultimate putting regression right there. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's bad. He's back not that bad. Good yeah. God. I mean, like, and like, I mean, this is kind of cheating. Like you can basically fudge any stat to fit your narrative, but if you take right. that out, he's actually gained about 0.4 strokes per round putting over his last three. Yeah. So that's a terrible, like, I mean, he went over there basically for a paycheck. Yeah. It was really weird. They just went over to begin with. Like, apparently he like, like, I guess he wants to be like a world golfer now. And like, he's a member of the European tour. I mean, they pay him to go over there or whatever. So I, I like him too. Um, okay. You know, listen, like I, I know he doesn't have the technically co- a lot of rounds here, but he played good last year. He's an all world ball striker. He's one of those guys who work the ball both ways. He has good combination of length and accuracy. This is not just a bombers golf course. Like, you know, like you're going to hear a lot of times this week. And, you know, I mean, I just, I, he's a winner. He's won a lot. So, yeah. so he's a like major him. champion. I'm yeah. Major I like, I, I don't see how you phase Xander here. I, I think you, you are just a glutton for punishment. I think if you, if you want to keep doing it, like maybe. how and many maybe, times can you keep doing it? I mean, look, so I don't know, man, like he's not, he, he's good. He's the chalkiest option. He's over 20%, right? I mean, he is, he's over 20%. And maybe, maybe I let my betting mind get into it a little more. Uh, on the DFS side on why I want to fade him because, uh, because he picks up so much steam and dude, over 20%, like no, thanks. As far as okay. roster construction goes these over, t- we've seen these popular options with the exception of a couple of exceptions, just hit. And we've been, you've been getting crushed over and over and over on, Oh, I want to go contrarian with these really good guys. And you're just fading a really good player. Yeah. I mean, look, um, you're not wrong. You're, listen, you're not wrong, but sooner or later, baby. 
That the is house true. wins. The house it's, wins. Okay. It's, Chalk it's doesn't win week. every single week. Okay. It doesn't. All right. Okay. I mean, this could be the way. I mean, listen, I, I like Xander. I like Morikawa. I don't care if they're popular. I'm going to go with them. Uh, I mean, Brooks is interesting just because this should be a Brooks course. It's hard. It's tough. And he hasn't done much here. Yeah. And he doesn't like playing it. Like I, I, I like I, I heard that apparently just he doesn't like these California golf courses for whatever reason. Yeah, I told you. I, I asked you about that a couple of weeks ago. I was like, yo, I feel like he always just used to skip the West Coast swing and going back through his like the history of his tournaments and stuff. I'm like, this dude really fucking never plays California. Yeah, it's 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 odd, and he didn't play well at Tory. I know. So maybe he doesn't play well here. I don't know. So I, I think I'm going to take a break on it because I actually kind of like, and we'll talk about it next week. I actually like him at concessions next week. And that's a golfer that no one knows about. So we're going to have a big edge because I'm going to study the hell out of that place. Yeah. Hey, what, uh, what fucking, what's, where is that at here? In Florida? It's a, it's in uh Bradenton, Florida, South of Tampa. Bradenton, Bradenton. Getting all the Floridians all pissed off at you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Florida. I apologize. <laughs> they don't care. All right. <laughs> all right. So you, so you're taking a break from Brooks. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get away from Cantley too. I know he's popular, but dude's just he's killing it. He's gaining yeah, every he category, is. man. I know. He really is. Like, especially for DFS with like scoring, like I'd be the guy is he's a robot. Like he really right. is a robot. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to get away from a lot of these guys. There's a lot of really good probably like it's hard to get away from Tony. Like, I mean, he's ninety three ninety three hundred bucks and finishes fifth or sixth. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, but you, can work, you can work him in like as price friend, you jam in with somebody else who can win the tournament and he's, you know, a good supporting role character there. Yeah. But he, I, he's gone the r- wrong way in his last three tournaments here. He finished 53rd his last time. And like the twenties, two times before that. And the, the third time ago it was like top five or something like that. Like he's, no, yeah, the he's wrong got way. a runner. Off, he's got a runner finish. Yeah, so. okay, so the second was three, three tournaments ago and, and then, mid mid twenties. And then 54th last year, then maybe he's due then. So I like it. Look at uh, that. I mean, listen, he's uh, yeah. due. That is no stat for he's due. I love it. It's gut call there. I, I, I think call. we're both. I think we're both in grants on speed. Um, I yeah. just, I don't think he knows where the ball's going off the tee. I, I wanted to take that 33 to one number to win. I'm just like, I, I can't, <laughs> um, Hideki. I'm happy. I'm happy with my random 50 to one masters ticket when he played well, fucking two or three Saturdays ago. And I that, ran that, out and jumped on it. That's gold now. Yeah. Congratulations I to you. <laughs> Thanks buddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I'm often hit. I'm often Hideki too. I just, this is the same song and dance that we've seen all year now. Like, Oh, well, he's got a good course history at Sony. He's got a good course history at Kapalua. Good course history at Tory. Good course history at Scottsdale. And it's produced nothing. Yeah. So I, he's just, one of the most disappointing golfers I can think of. What do you think? As far as like living up to expectations, I'll say Hideki, this. he, he should else? no longer be priced in the $9,000 range. Oh, definitely not. He, he, th- there are at least 10 golfers I would have above him there below him right now. So it just, it's not working for me. And then Am Scott, eh. I know I like him, yeah. but do I, I mean, like, I think you're paying for the fact he won last year. Um, I think you're paying for the fact that he did really well at Tory and he had an awesome putting week at Tory. Like, can he repeat that? I don't think he can like it. I mean, he putted way above his baselines, so he's fine. Uh, I don't think he's getting a lot of ownership though. Cause I think guys are going below him to a couple of guys who are really popular that we'll talk about shortly. Yeah. He's actually getting almost 15%. Is he really? That's yeah. That's come yeah. up a lot. That has. And that's based on 
the cap or whatever based on calculated ownerships like 13 and a half and actual built lineups on the site that we don't get sponsored by is like 15. Um, so, I mean, figure between 12 and 15, that's pretty popular for that range. I mean, that's okay. Then you know what, then I'm not gonna be on Adam Scott then. Okay. No. And okay. actually the only place I was on Adam Scott is I, I had him head to head against Daniel Berger, but uh Berger would yours. So, uh, I they should, they should cash that for you. You knew ahead of time. They you gave my money back. So I, they gave my money back. So I found something <laughs> else to put that on. Better boy. All right. Listen, before we break down that $8,000 range, listen, do you want to get an advantage over the sports book? When it comes to betting, you need to download BetQL, The only app you'll ever need to make smart bets. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, NBA, and the NHL. So if you want the inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. They got tons of sports book offers for your state. So head to the app store or Google play store and download BetQL. and you head to betql.com and you enter code SGP 30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's SGP 30 at betql.com. All right. $8,000 range. This is where past few weeks we talked about on Sunday, everybody's making hay, right? Like this is, this is it, right? Yeah. I mean, this is where it's been killing it. So, 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 I mean, I mean, starting right at the top. Yeah. I mean, I know that he's got some popularity and I know he's taking a month off. We're wondering why he's taking a month off, but I mean, walking team has been great. Like he's been on a ball striking heater for a few months now. Like the kid has figured it out. Like he was really talented coming in and he kind of like got lost in the shuffle a little bit, but he's figured it out. Starting to scramble a little better too. Um, I mean, he's got six rounds under his belt. That's not a whole lot, but at least something. It's better than a couple other guys, you know, in this field. And so, you know, I, I like him. Uh, Leishman. He seems like he's an industry darling, but he's not getting a lot, a lot of ownership. I think because people maybe aren't buying and he's totally back. But I mean, this is a golf course that kind of fits him. Um, you know, it's firm and fast, same type of grass types. You're going to hear that narrative a lot because he's Australian. Uh, he's a good scrambler. I mean, I, I like, he's got good course history here. He's got a lot of rounds under his belt too. So I like him. Um, I'm on Cam Smith again. I'm going to give him another shot after Tori. I mean, that was, that was kind of a fluke looking back. I know he put up a 79 and on Friday, but that was on the South course and just, it was horrible weather. It just ate him up. I mean, I think lost the fact that he shot 66 on the North on Thursday. So, I mean, he's good at these types of golf courses. He has a lot of rounds under his belt here too. So I like him. Um, other than that though, I mean, I guess I kind of like Scotty Shuffler. I'm a little worried about some putty regression for him too. Um, he hasn't, he's been okay here. I mean, it's limited rounds, but it seems like he's kind of finding his way. Uh, I don't think he's going to hold a lot of ownership either. So like him, um, Home is getting a lot of ownership, and I think it might be time to jump off him. I, I, I just, I mean, he putted unreal at Pebble last week. He's not really of the caliber of these guys. Like, I know he's on a big heater, but he's he belongs down a little bit. And it's one thing to pay up at like a weaker field if you like a guy. Like here, there's a lot of really good names and. If he's getting 15, 16% ownership, I think I might pass. Even though he's got good course history, he's been playing well. This kind of seems like, you know, you're he's paying. He's in over his head a little bit. Yeah, you're paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're um, buying at the top. And then I'm going to save one more golfer till the very end. 
So. Uh, okay, well, I already know who that is then. Uh, talk to me about Neiman a little bit, though. So why is he so popular when we haven't seen him for a month, at least a month? Well, I mean, it's because people are just sharper now and we have longer memories. I mean, we, I mean, we saw him lose in the playoff at century. We saw him play really well at Sony. You know, the ball striking numbers are just off the chart. Like over his last 16 rounds is gained 1.8 strokes T to green. Uh, he's gaming half a shot per round over his last 50 rounds with his irons. He's gaining 1.2 combined. If you combine that with us uh, off the T performance too over his last 50 rounds. So I mean, if this, if we're getting pounded over the head with ball striking, ball striking all day long, you know, like we have been and, you know, good recent form, I mean, he's a perfect fit for, to pop up in, uh, you know, all the stat databases. All right. So I should stop being a pussy and just go with, go with the gut and not be worried about the month off. I don't know why I'm all of a sudden worried about a month off, but like, I, I, I don't know, man. I was just worried about a month off with that cat. Uh, I'm with, I'm on Leachman, but I was early on that train and I feel like I have to kind of stay on it until it goes off the rails. Eventually. Does that okay. make sense? All right. Um, and Bubba. So he's won here so many times. Mm-hmm. He's a lefty, right? So if it's a shot shape, yep. I feel like he's, I feel like he's good chalk, right? Is he really chalk? I don't think he's really chalked this week. I think he's chalked for outrights. I don't think he's chalked for DFS. You don't think so? I think no. Like I mean, his ownership is only is hanging less than ten percent at least according to this. I mean, maybe because maybe the, I mean sometimes these ownership projections are just way off. I mean, we're doing a Tuesday night. Yeah. A lot of stuff changes, and there's a lot of public that's going to play this, and they're probably like, "Oh, Bubba, to play that." So, right. I mean, I. I kind of, I mean, he played well T to green in Scottsdale. He didn't putt very well. He never putts well, except I know he plays like the masters in here. It's like, it's like (laughs) losing half a stroke per round bad for Bubba now. Maybe if he stopped using a fucking yellow ball. God, well, he did stop. Annoying. I think he did. I think he did stop using a yellow ball. Did he maybe. stop using it? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, at least he's back to Titleist, you know? I mean, he was using Volvic and that ruined his career for a little bit. So Volvic, I don't even remember that. Brand. Yeah. Do you remember? He took like a million dollars to play basically putt putt balls for a oh, year. Yes. Yeah. Randomly. And then, oh and then he, and then he switched back to Titleist in 2018. He won like three times. <laughs> it's, and I think Volvic actually might've went bankrupt after that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it must have because yeah. I definitely don't see it in any golf stores. It's it's like when Justin <laughs> Rose ditched Hanma and then like he suddenly played great again. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so funny. You still see those clubs fucking pop up or like whatever when you go looking for irons because you know I'm looking for new irons now and you'll see them pop up. It's like, would you be interested in these? I'm like, oh yeah, I want to drop fucking thirty seven thousand dollars on a set of irons. Yeah, yeah okay. that don't really work. Yeah, yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, I, I'm stuck with Bobby because I mean, like, yes, like the ball striking numbers look great with him. The course history looks great with him. Like we made a lot of these arguments at Tory. Yeah. We made these arguments at Scottsdale and he was fine. He wasn't he was great. Fine. Right. But so, this is a le- am I wrong that, that this is a lefty's course? I'm, I mean, you're the I lefty. Think, I think, you're I the resident what, lefty. I, I wouldn't say it's more of a lefty's course. I would say it's more of a course that like Bubba has a great ability to move the ball both ways dramatically. Like, like when he won in 2018, there were so many gifts of the shot tracers of him hitting shots in the green, just curving around trees around bunkers. Like, like those are the types of golf courses that I feel like peaks Bubba's interest. Like he doesn't hit the ball straight. Like, so I don't think he can hit the ball straight. No, he can't. And if he tries, <laughs> it doesn't go well, but like here, I, I think he appreciates 
greens that have like really dramatic sloping to it or like allows him to just open up his imagination. That's why I think he plays really well at Augusta. That's why he plays really well here. So I think he's just above, of course, because he just is a he's a unique cat. So yeah, I, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, like I know M- Mike Weir won here twice, but I mean, you know, he won at Augusta, and I think yeah, you know, he was a really good ball striker back in the day too. Like he's a really good iron player. So yeah. I don't think you, it's because it's a lefty course. What about your boy Willsey? You back on him this week? Are we gonna follow you now? I, we just need to bet him and Molinari outright this week. I'll let you guys do it and I'll mush uh, a victory for him. But uh, <laughs> no, I, th- I think I'm going to be off on him. He's only played this twice or two rounds here. Didn't go so great. He didn't play all that great. The U S amateur either. I think um, I'll just casually observe him this week. I think. Okay. All right. We're all right. So, um, and co-crack. Uh, I'll wait till tomorrow night to see if he shows up on a radio station, yacked up and drinking again. Uh, we we got asked about him because there's, there was a, we, so oh, we, did we? Okay. The, yeah, we put it on the Slack channel, just like an all like request list. And Cole Craig was one of the guys. And I mean, right. it's weird with him too. So he's got really good course history. He's a long hitter, um, good iron player, but he just so hit or miss. Oh dude, he's falling shit. Like, it's almost like, does he belong with these guys and like, I think he I belongs. Know. I think he belongs. I think do. He, you think, he especially in, D, in DK. Absolutely. Because he's a guy who's going to make, even if he has a bad round, he's going to make five bogeys, but he's also going to make four birdies and he might throw an Eagle in on a par five. So as far as like scoring goes, like that's a guy who makes the cut and can really contribute to your weekend, whether he finishes T 30 or not. I don't know. I have a hard time buying into that argument. So that might be a, uh, a you play, not a me. Maybe. Play. Maybe yeah, yeah, and I like Kokrak, man. He's he's a good dude. He's a sponsored by a casino. Seems like a straight degenerate. Uh, like he's might be lurking in the Slack channel. Uh, type of maybe, maybe. I don't I don't know if we have enough high grade stuff for him. The um, <laughs> but uh, anyway. Uh, so who's your big? Uh, I mean, do you have a fade in this area? Is it somebody who you're just completely off? We'll talk about him later. Oh, that's right. I already forgot about that. Yeah, I was, try, I was trying to bring it up again for you. <laughs> the, uh, all right, so seven K. There's literally 700 guys in this field. Um, we talked about him earlier. Ortiz, great course history, playing really well. Are we worried about the putting regression? Right, like that's your biggest thing. He's been middling here, uh, two two twenty six in a what was it ninth ninth, and that's not middling, by the way. You should you should take that take back. That's all right, that's fine, pretty good. Fine, 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 fine. It's fine. But so once again, I think I'm just thinking about like my. I've been, like I said, I've been more focused on the betting the last few weeks. So I'm thinking about like, all right, so do I really want to bet him top 10 to win outright? But anyway, for DFS, that's fine. And I, I found two different instances where he's had five good putting weeks in a row, <laughs> right? Not as good as they've been in the last couple wow, of weeks. Wow. That is some, I'm proud of you. Thanks, that buddy. is a deep data. Binding. <laughs> Thanks man. I was literally doing nothing at work, but this today. <laughs> the, um, Clearly. <laughs> and, but I mean, they're a lot lower than what they are right now. I mean, what is he gained? What seven last week and like five the week before? Yeah, I mean something like that. I mean, he gained about one point six strokes per round better than his baselines last. Yeah, like whenever he last played, it's significantly yeah. better than yeah. his last. He 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 made two runs where it was four. One was four weeks and one was five weeks in a row where he had positive putting uh, putting strokes. Right, so. 
that was it. So we're on the fourth week now. Are we going to go for the, are we going to go for the, is he going to get his third? And that's really I mean, what you got to think about. Andy's chalky seven K. We talked about that. I mean, if he's chalky seven K, I'm not on him. I have a little at stake on him in a matchup that I'll talk about later, but that's probably it for me. Um, yeah. I if, think- if, if, if everybody's flying, I mean, you're right. The, the fact that he's losing strokes T to green with his irons consistently, like we talk about him, like even when he went to Houston, it wasn't even that good. Uh, like it was all putting and it really all is all putting. It's all putting. It's so, all putting. but on the flip side of the coin he played really well tour. He's got good course history here. Yep. You know, I mean, he's a great scrambler. I mean, can you just do what Patrick Reed did at Tory? Maybe do here. Yep. That's probably, that seems like what he's been doing. Maybe. And uh, I'm pretty sure I followed your, your matchup. If you post, if it's the one you put in the Slack channel, I'm pretty sure I jumped on that immediately. And I was like, yeah, Probably, yeah. Yeah, 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 so sweet. We're both in the same boat. Uh, <laughs> but, All right, so, but so that's listen, I'm, I mean, still, like, I'm still going to play him. I'm going to play okay. him. Dude. I'm going to roll the dice one more week that he's going to get his third, fourth week in a row with positive putting stats. Okay. I'm going to roll the dice Do with that. the Chalky 7K guy because that. It's not going to be a bad. Always decision. works. Always works. Never fails. <laughs> works hundred percent of the time. 60% of the time. Um, you butchered that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Close enough. Dude. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a minute since I watched anchor man. Um, I like Lanto this week. I just hate no course history. None, but he's been playing really well. That's um, not true. But I mean, he played well here. I think last year he gained about a per round on the field. Came in 37th. That's that's fine. We're at this price yeah, point. Fine. 37 is fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm on my boy, Luke list. Okay. I mean, if, if you're worried about the priming regression for Carlos Ortiz, you gotta be worried about with Luke list. Oh, I a hundred percent. But I really think he plays harder courses better. I said this a couple weeks ago. I really think, I really think he does. And he's, and he's been, since I can't say middling, he's been, he's been good here then, right? A 30th, a 15th and a 26th. And he's, I feel like he's improved on almost all the parts of his game that other than his long drive, you know what I mean? Like he was always just a bomber and couldn't do anything else. I feel like he's better at scrambling. feel like he's better on approach. I feel like he's matured as a golfer. I mean, Christ, he's about 30 now. So maybe he's finally figured out. I don't need to grip it and rip it. And, oh, I'm actually a good golfer and I can put the ball kind of where I want and give myself a shot. I think he's older than 30, by the way. I think he's, no, is he really? Yeah. No, he's not. Can you talk about guys you like? I'm going to look at how old he is. All right, fine. And. I like Corey. Con- I like, listen, I always like Corey Connors, right? Because he's such a premium ball striker. The guy can't putt worth a shit. Right. But I feel like on tough greens that, you know, it evens out, right? The, the better putters are still going to have a high time, especially on Poe, where it's going to be bouncing around, depending on what, what you draw, whether you get the afternoon or not. And it, I, I like Connors premium ball striker, no course history. That terrifies me a little bit. And I'm fading my boy Keegs, man. I'm fading wow. Keegs. Why? Listen, I know, like, I was excited about him thinking he was gonna figure out his putting because he even talked about it on a post round. But miss cut, fifty first, miss cut his last three times here. I'm out. I'm out on Keegs this week. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm out. All right. All right so, so, how old is Luke List? Thirty six. God damn it. He is my age. He's, yeah. he's a year younger than I am. Holy shit. I mean, uh, you thought Mark Leishman a couple of podcasts ago was like 28. So oh, I didn't. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't roll, think he was 28. Yeah. And I told <laughs> him he's 37. You're like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't think he was 28. I thought he was like yeah. young. 30. You thought he was, he was like, like 
31 or something. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, listen, like what we talked about yesterday is trying to find the pivot points in the $7,000 range and going away from it. So, I mean, so the popular players in this range are, you know, Henley Ortiz, uh, Tringali Davis Burns. Uh, you got Taylor Gooch is getting some ownership too. Um, the Gooch man. Yeah. I like, I like to play that guy just because of his stupid name. Yeah. I mean, I mean, cage Lee isn't getting popularity on like the projections yet, but he's going to talk about a lot. He's going to get talked into chalk um, just because of his course. History. You think so? Yeah. He's been talked about a lot. And I mean, he played, he finished second in Scottsdale and he's gained almost two strokes per round in eight, in two appearances at Riviera. He's going to be chalk. So, uh, so I mean the guys, I guess look for guys who are getting really talked about that probably don't fit the narrative that what's, you know, what works here. And I, I think that kind of fits like a couple of guys I like here. So Kevin, not, he is not getting talked about at all. He's playing really well too. And I mean, he's getting overlooked because he's not long, but he's got really good course experience here. I think he finished second here a couple of years ago. Good scrambler, good putter. He played pretty well over in Saudi Arabia. You know, he got paid there and then, you know, he paid it back by delivering an okay finish. Uh, he didn't really, he wasn't really so good, uh, you know, on Sunday, but he was in the mix. So, I mean, he's got like, he's a grinder and he's got a ton of experience here. He knows his way around the golf course. So I like him. No one's really talking about Siwoo Kim either. I mean, like, I think he's like a pivot point from Ortiz and Henley, like, or, or Tringali even like, I mean, he's a great ball striker. He's good scrambler. He's got really good courses are here too. You know, he's played this a lot. He's played 14 rounds, get a stroke per round on the field. So yeah, but he hasn't had like a good, like finishing history here. I don't care. I mean, like just the overall body works good. And like, he's comes into his tournament playing really well. Yeah. And he's like, listen, I mean, like his course history here is one of the better ones in this field. So if you're gaining a stroke per round on average on the field, that's yeah. really good. So that's I'm good. not going to complain about that. Um, no one's talking about Matthew Fitzpatrick either. And I mean, I think it's insulting that him and Ricky Fowler are basically the same price this week. It's just, I would, I would, I would agree with that. That's really insulting. Like, I, I think, I think because he's a shorter hitter. So people are assuming, well, he can't compete here. Well, he, he, you know, he can, I mean, he's been, he was pretty good here in his one appearance. Um, he wasn't very good over in Europe or not Europe, the middle East, the last yeah. terms, but I mean, he won in November. He had some really good showings on the PGA tour last fall. Like he's played hard golf course, like Memorial. He played well last year, Bay Hill. Like that's the one everybody's invitational hard golf course. He played that really well. Like why can't he play well here? Like, and, and like the narrative that he's short quote unquote off the tee, we averaged two ninety five last year. And like, yes, that's like 122nd in driving distance, but James Hahn won this tournament and he averaged two ninety five off the tee. You know, Steve Stricker won this, you know, once upon a time and they have moved. It's not like they moved the tee boxes back. It's always played 7,300 yards. So Listen, I mean, a, a shorter guy can get around because if you put yourselves in great spots off the tee and you're really good with your long irons, you can scramble your ass up. You can putt, you can do well here. And that's Matthew Fitzpatrick. So he's 7,600 bucks. He's not going to talk about a lot. I like him too. Um, I mean, Brian Harmon also, he's just solid. He plays a lot of rounds here. He's actually due for some good putting regression too. He hit the ball really well at pebble. He was about a stroke per round under what he usually puts at. So that could come back this week. Um, so yeah, those are like my four guys that I think are decent pivot plays 
in the 7,000 hour range. And like, obviously like, I mean, yes, I like Sam Burns. I like Cam Davis. You know, I like, you know, I mean, I still like Tringali, even though I think he's going to blow up in everybody's faces this week. Um, but I mean, it's been paying off by trying to find guys like that, that don't really fit the perfect narrative that everybody's been talking about that have a lot of good things going for them. Yeah. No, listen, I mean, I feel like this matters to lots of that stuff. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't know. See, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm off Siwa this week. Why are you off Siwa? He's your boy. I know he is. It's just like, I just feel like I just, I, he didn't look good last week. He did. He didn't look good last, last week. week. Who, who cares? Okay. And week. then, and then two weeks ago, he faded over the weekend. He does not have a good course history here. Like that's not true. He's gained a stroke per round on the field. That's not true. Fine. He didn't have good finishing positions here. Fine. However you want to, however you want to split hairs. <laughs> Right. So like, I don't know. I don't know. Like if it, yeah, I don't know. But Fitzpatrick and Fowler being priced the same is kind of fucking funny. Didn't see what finished like fifth one year. Uh, yeah. Like I, I, 30 think you're wrong. I think you're wrong on this. I might be, I yeah. might, I, I might have really sloppy handwriting. Okay. And yeah. I know uh, he I, has a top 10. I get, and so Steve using Excel spreadsheet. This is, this is, this is what I use, buddy. Look at this fucking nightmare. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at Bad nightmare. <laughs> that's those are my notes. <laughs> Good lord, that's that's like John Nash's shed. <laughs> hey man, whatever works, and that's how I work. I can't do Excel spreadsheets. Fuck that, I just can't do it. All right, see ya. <laughs> but um, no, I, I. But you don't. You're not worried about Fitzpatrick playing like shit overseas at all. Not really, because I think like, I, coming I, here to I knock think off the I think it's a different type of golfers. Had a couple of weeks off. You don't really know what he's been doing. Yeah, so. I love his. I love his ownership. He's at like five percent or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I love him for a lot of reasons this week, not just it, not for DFS. So we'll talk about that later, but uh, anything else in this range? I mean, like, Oh, I want you to talk to me about posting. You talked to me, you you said you were surprised about him uh, last night or uh, yeah. Last night. Oh yeah. He doesn't seem like a type of guy that would do well here. Like, I mean, he just, he's all putting and his ball striking numbers continually suck, but he's getting a shot and a half around four tournaments here or three turns. So I don't know. I mean, maybe I'd have to look back and see how he was doing ball striking wise coming into those tournaments. I mean, because it's a mess right now. Like he's losing around the greens, losing approach, he's off the tee. It just it's not great. So I don't know. Um, I mean, a couple of I think we got asked about Sergio uh, oh God, in this range too. And I mean, listen, like the course history, he's really experienced. I mean, the course history is really good here. He's cutting um, with his eyes closed. Yeah, that's that's the problem. He's putting with his eyes closed. That should be the end of any argument. I mean, another thing too is he actually hasn't been very good with his irons those last 50 rounds. He's actually losing strokes. So it's been all off the tee and it's been all scrambling. Now that can get by. I mean, scrambling is important. If he's a long hitter, that's great. But I don't know. Do I trust Sergio? No, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I don't like in a lot of his numbers too, that I had baked in here are what he did over in the middle East. And what I've noticed from Sergio, he tends to really do really well over there and just no shows over here for whatever reason. I don't know why, but cause he's, cause he's probably treated like a God over there. And he comes here and he's staying in fucking, I don't know, whatever. He's just playing. I like think the he's still Ritz, staying but, the Ritz Carlton. Right, exactly. He's still staying in the Ritz. That's what I was going to say, but it's nothing compared to the palace. He was just chilling in wherever he was playing over there. 
With, yeah, I think they have Ritz Carlton's over there too. <laughs> yeah, I think you stayed somewhere nicer over there. <laughs> All right, fine. Some oil uh, emirate or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Here's the mansion on my five finger legs in Dubai. Come stay All over right. here. <laughs> anything? Anything else in this range that piques your interest? Not really, man. Um, okay. I feel like there's just there's so many of them. There's just so many, and I feel like there's landmines with all of them, which is how it is every week in this section. But I feel like there's way more. I like what about Hoffman? So here's the deal with Hoffman. So a he's coming in with a really hot putter, know. you know, from the pebble. That's using that guess. Although he is a good putter in nature, so maybe he can continue. Um, what's going on with his injury though? I mean, he's withdrawn from he a looked, couple of tournaments like recently. Good like he had that weird withdrawal of the Amex. He withdrew at Tory. He Which was, one was the one where he actually swung and you could like literally see his back, like go oh, away. The Amex. Yeah. I had a top fat. 20 on him and he just withdrew immediately. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. Cause we, I think we both had him on uh, whatever the other thing is thrive or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did. We, we had him there too. So uh, I don't know. I, I mean, but he played well at Pebble. It's, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like his course history is right here. I mean, like, I, I know that, like, I mean, I know this is DFS section, but I know he's head to head against Kevin Streelman in a matchup this week. I like Hoffman there. Oh, hell yeah. Me too. Yeah, I, think I, I, actually, I, I think I have that written down for later. So there you go. So that's probably <laughs> one you want to do, but I mean, I, it's, I don't know. Is he, is like, he becoming, is he becoming Jason day? Are we just worried every in Louie when he's just going to fucking withdraw at six fifty nine AM. I hope not. <laughs> I like, God. I like, I like Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, he seems like he, he seems like a guy you go out and golf with. He's shaped like him and probably drinks beers on the golf course. It's fine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Has that weird uh, green uh, glove because he's sponsored by Waste Management. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Vito. It looks and, like he's got a disease or something. Yeah, Vito and Vinny from Jersey sponsoring his fucking tournament. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Before we before we get into uh, dog. Oh, first of all, Waste Management isn't sponsoring the 16th hole this year at TPC Sawgrass, which is where I. Normally, you can get my tickets to go in my tent. You mean, so you mean seven? You mean seventeen? No, sixteen. Six. Oh, you sit on the sixteenth green, right? So you can see seventeen, but you get to watch the approach of the par five. Hmm. It, I didn't know that Waste Management even was a sponsor of uh, that hole. Oh yeah, and that was and that was the jam. Like that was the spot because you get to watch them coming up on the par five. You get to watch them trying to make eagle, and then you clearly see exactly everything that's happening over on seventeen. It's the perfect spot. The perfect oh, spot. And, uh, yeah. And that waste management is doing this year because there's only 20, 25% uh, capacity and they're not doing the tent. It's they're doing something called like the champions club or something where who God knows what you have to do to get in there. I was looking for tickets all fucking day to day and I couldn't find them. Well, uh, I mean, they took a bath on the waste manager Phoenix open because with no fans, they probably have maxed out their budget uh, for the year. Well, listen, where I live is much more important, sir. Okay. <laughs> the, um, all right. Well, before uh, before we get into the six K dumpster dive and we get Steve's big shot and we start rolling into the betting segment, uh, listen, you got to go to Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DJs only care about, sports betting. The best part is, is you'll be able to get your free video picks from the SGPN crew. That's right, you get to see my pretty face. So make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sportsgamblepodcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification every time we post a new video. So go to sportsgamblepodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our better than dot Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblepodcast.com slash BTV. All right. Dumps the diving time. 
All right. There's really not a whole lot of chalk down there this week. Oh no, there's chalks. I I, I know three off the bat. All right, who are the three? Matthew Neesmith, yeah. Doug Gim, and Harold Varner the third. All those yeah. guys are going to push ten percent this week. Oh really? See, that's not what yeah. I was seeing earlier. Nope. They are they're they're. I knew Gim. I knew eight, Gim was. They're I mean, like eight I, nine eight nine ten percent, which is a lot for under seven. Fuck yeah, dude. Anything any five yeah. is a lot for yeah. fucking under seven. So well, what's funny I mean, is, is it's the same thing we talk about. So look, everybody's going back to HB three, even though we just blew up and screwed everybody last week. Yeah. So I think actually. Cause I wanted to try and find a, a way to fade Matthew Neesmith this week. Cause he's coming off two really good putting performances in a row. And he's not a very good putter. He's not a very good scrambler either. I don't like him at all this week. I think that's going to kind of come to a head. Okay. And unfortunately his head to head was against Luke list who I don't trust at all. So <gasps> that's, you, I think you stop it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're done. All right. We're done. We're right, done with the podcast. the podcast. Come to the Slack channel for the rest. There you go. So, so I'm not going to touch that, but I mean, honestly, I, like I, he's going to have such high ownership. Yeah. I think he's due for a bad performance on and around the greens and he's never played it before. This is his first tournament. That is a big no, no for me as far as this week. So yeah, okay. I'm off him. Um, as far as like, I don't, I don't know what to do with Harold Varner the third. Like from a, from a DFS standpoint, I, I think I'm going to go back for when we talk about, but I think I'm going to go back with the top 20 on him. Cause I think he's okay. like plus five, plus 500, but like, man, I don't trust that dude. There's something going on. Like his, something's not adding up. His ball striking numbers look really good. And he is so like, so boomer bust. Like, it, like it, with ball striking numbers like this, he should be more consistent and it's not happening. Yeah. And I don't no, know. No, I agree. Yeah. So I, I think I'm gonna, if he's going to have this much ownership, I'm probably going to be off too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just love Doug Gibb. I, and you know, I've been, I've been on since last Oh, month. you have. You really yeah. Have I've been, been t- I've been pumping his tires before it was cool to like Doug Gibb. Now everybody likes Doug Gibb <laughs> and I'm still going to keep riding. He's just solid, man. Like he's solid what? in almost every category. He's gaining strokes. Um, I mean, 10% sub K what can go wrong? I know what can go wrong, but <laughs> I mean, he did finish second here at Riv in the USAM. So yeah. technically, this is first term as professional Riv. Yeah. But he's played. I know he's played seven rounds, I think, over the course of that. So okay. I mean, because I it's two stroke play rounds, and it's six down in the championship. Then they played thirty six. So actually, it's more like ten, to be honest. So. I mean, of all the quote unquote rookies coming in, he's got a lot of experience coming in, you know, for his course. So I like him as far as non-popular options, you know, kind of like how I thought with Cameron Smith, I'm willing to give Charles Howell the third a pass for what he did at Torrey Pines. He was awful on Thursday and that was in good weather condition on the South course, but Friday shot five under and yeah. really tough ones. It, dude, he's got 58 rounds here. He's got, you know, good history. He's won here like way back in the day, right? But he's a good scrambler, good putter. I mean, he lost like four and a half strokes putting on the South course. Wait, hold, hold on. Are you trying to kill a bee or something? Yeah. Like, fucking what are you bug. doing? I don't know. I don't know, man. A fucking bug just flew in there. I live in Florida. There's bugs all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the pocket is keeping the screeching hall. I just see my coat swatting the camera. And it's going everywhere. So it's, 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 a little, it's like the Silverfield little... monster came into his office or something. Nah, it's just a little bug, but it's flying around my goddamn eyeballs. <laughs> all right. Well, where was I? All right. Some, all right. Charles, Howell. Charles, Howell. 
Yes. <laughs> Charles Howell the third. So, I mean, he, he lost like five strokes putting at the South course. That was his last measured round. Now I imagine he putted pretty well in the North course in order to make up for it in order to shoot five under, but I'm going to give him a pass. Like, I mean, he's got like in this range, I'm looking for guys who I think can get around Riviera and I know he can do it. So that's one Charles Schwartzel can also get around Riviera. He's got a good course history. He's actually been playing pretty well. I mean, he played well, at Tory top 25 of the masters finished third last year at the, at the three M open the ball striking has been okay. He's a good scrambler and actually he's putting kind of well too with that weird broken putter that he uses. Like, have you seen what he's been using? It looks like it was like one, like a defective putter that came off the line and they gave it to him for free. Yeah, he bought it. He bought it at the outlets is what it looks like. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, so I like him. And then I think you're in a cringe because oh I think, he, I think you killed him, but I think we should bring him back. My so boy. I was going to ask. I, I was going to ask you I'm about. I'm trying to dust him off and uh, take him out of the garage for a spin. So, so once again, I have some stupid outright masters on him or something like that. I think I threw like fifty bucks on him at twelve sixty to one. Worst bet, worst bet in history. No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't have to do that. Was made when you were five gin ties deep and he was top ten in the third round of Saturday last November. I mean, that may or may not be true. <laughs> the, um, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean. What do you think? I mean, I don't know, man. He didn't look good. <laughs> he does not look good at all. Like so he's had he's, to trust. So he's still net positive with the ball striking over his last fifty rounds. Oh, he's a good scrambler. Fucking. I know rounds. it's a long time, but like, I mean, listen, like, eventually they all reverse back to their mean, right? Yeah. They can't yeah. stay bad forever. Right. So at some point he's going to come back. Yeah, he's a and he played this tournament well. I think last year or the year for that. Like I, I'm looking. He's got four rounds at Riviera, and he gained 1.45 strokes per round on the field. Okay. So, you know, he's due for some putting regression too. I mean, it's mostly from the fact he's been awful with the putter. Like, yeah. He can't get any worse. There's only nowhere to go but up. So, I mean, I think I heard a couple of weeks ago that like people are saying like he's the most underpriced or mispriced golfer, yeah. and then he finished dead last in Phoenix. Yeah. Now everybody's off him. Maybe it's time to go back to Munoz. You like the fucking guy who comes to rehabs. Like I got a really good Coke guy. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate Appreciate you. I, I would be a lot more subtle than that. <laughs> you're outside smoking a butt in between fucking talking. And you're like, Hey, so, uh, I got a good Coke guy. If you want to go on an eight ball, um, there you go. Anyway, uh, um, I, like, who, who I like I'm back on Rogers this week. It's because I was kind of already on him, and then you mentioned him yesterday, like long hitter. I was like, all right, I really don't like this range. I don't like it at all. I think I'm back on. Here's the thing, though. So I guess it comes down to how you're going to build rosters, because if you're going like a couple guys up near the top there, you you have to you have to go down here. Yeah. Like this well, isn't like where like there's no difference between the eight thousand hour range and the seven thousand hour range last week at Pebble. You can get away with kind of like mixing and matching right. there. Like there is definitely a drop off in talent. Oh yeah. In this that and like you definitely cannot get away from like avoiding like at least two of like Cantley, Xander, Bryson, JT, DJ, Rom. Yeah, two of those guys. Like, and you gotta, and you gotta yeah. dip down here. You can get. I was dicking around with a couple of builds earlier. You can get away with going as low as Gim. Okay, but that's but that's popular. I know, but whatever, that's a man, like, that's a problem. I'm aware. I'm aware. So if you really want some salary savings, 
my boy, Wes Bryant. Oh, God. <laughs> 6,100. You can fit whatever the fuck you want. Just know you're getting five or six through, but you can still fit him. You can still fit him in. And he might make the cut. What's with, why is Sung Kang popular? Because he's awesome here. That's why. I mean, he's terrible everywhere else, but apparently if he just comes here, he's great. But I mean, I think he's got like a bunch of top tens here. I wonder, I wonder if, cause I was on him for a little while, like a couple years ago. And I don't remember why. And I think it's cause he made me money here. And I, every week I'd be like, well, he's so, he was so good a week ago, a month later. I was like, he was so good a month ago. I mean, he's he a, just, I mean, he, he won a PJ tour event. That. Like he won at, I mean, he won at what's what is it called? Trinity Forest, which is like oh, a yeah. weird Austra- like an Australian like firm and fast golf course where angles of the green matters. And I guess that's why he, if he I won guess. there, he'd be good here because it's the same concepts. Like angles matter here. So right. What about CT Pan? No. 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 Hard pass. Hard pass. All right. Fine. No. I mean, it, the course history isn't here. He's a terrible scrambler, terrible putter. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, I, I like him. I like Rogers. I like JB Holmes again this week. He looked really good on fucking you gotta, Thursday. You gotta, you gotta quit him. Listen, man. I only use him on the West coast swing. They, um, well, then this will be the last, this time will be the last time I use him. So why not? Why yeah, not we, fire we, we hold the funeral for him on Sunday <laughs> after he's again. Whatever, dude, he looked good on fucking Thursday. Whatever. Whatever. You're I, fine. I, I, I've yeah. had, I've had enough. It's, uh, listen, I, I hear you. So have I. I was watching J, JB like, in his stinky armpits. I've had enough. Yeah, just the slow. See, the slow play is fucking terrible too. All right, so who? Uh, if he's in contention again and he ruins a fanless <laughs> Riviera for me, I'm gonna lose the shit. Oh my god, I'm so I'm putting it out right on it just for that, so I can get double. Oh enjoyment. god, <laughs> double. That enjoyment. was that was one of the worst viewing experiences of my life. That final round with contender, plumb bobbing, taking five minutes to putt to measure a three foot putt. I know. You think I, you think I get mad fucking watching can't like, Oh my god. <laughs> he is. It's so bad. He he. Re, it's it's insane. I really think he does it on purpose now to troll the guys he plays with and try to get some sort of competitive advantage, like in his brain. There's no other reason he does it that way. There's no other fucking reason. It's not like he's like, oh, I've won nine tournaments fucking playing this goddamn slow. No, it doesn't happen. He's just doing it to be a dick. I maybe. <laughs> All right. All right, man. So uh, I have a good idea. And anybody who listens to this, I probably has a good idea. Who are your big shorters this week? So who's your big? Well, I mean, if you you read my column, I am really going against the grain on the market. And this is not a slight against Victor Hopland. I love Victor Hopland. I think he's a great player. I think he's going to win multiple majors. He's going to win 10 plus times on tour. He's the next big thing. My concern is that a everyone is on him this week. Literally everyone. He's even got that stink from that website. We're not going to name from a guy who just mushes everybody, but everyone seems like he's got outrights on him. Everyone is just saying, well, I mean, the ball striking is great and he finally learned how to chip. And I mean, like I'm looking at the fact that they are, we are all in on this guy. And the only time he has played this uh, this golf course, it was the USAM back in 2017, and he was plus 10 
over two rounds. He was awful. He was irrelevant. And like, I, I hear a lot of the comps of, well, he did well at Tory Pines. He should probably do well here, but here's the problem with that. Everything is all out in front of you at Tory Pines. Anyone can go to Tory Pines South and look at it and be like, all right, well, I kind of know what to do here. Like there's a bunker here. I just got to avoid that. You know, the pins over here, but you know, there's a lot of room to miss it with the green over here. I'm fine with that. Like it's very robot golf at Tory Pines here. You really need good course history and knowledge in order to actually have a very high ceiling here. Like it, like I know Morikawa came in here and played well, like that doesn't happen a whole lot. Like, I mean, Matthew Wolf has a lot of talent. He was awful last year when he came in. Scotty Scheffler struggled when he first came here. Joaquin Neiman struggled when he first started here. Daniel Berger has been awful at this tournament. He's not even in the field. Maybe it's because he knows he sucks here. He doesn't come. Like, I mean, Kepka is a really good player, has never played this event here. Some guys just like, you need to play it a lot of times in order to play well. And he, this is his first time coming in as a professional. And the fact that everyone is just blowing by this. And like, I, like I, I made mention of back at the Tory Pines event, when I actually went to bathroom saying like, well, he has improved with the screen, but there's one thing to come out to like chip out a deep rough. Like that's actually kind of easy for a lot of these guys. You just pop, you get the club head under the ball, you pop it up here. These are tight lies. These are complicated bunkers. I still don't know how good of a scramble he really is and how, like if he's really been tested, like he will be here this week. So Victor Hobbins, my big short, I think he's finishes outside the top 40 and I'm going to save this for later. I'm going to go one step further than that. Uh, that was going to be my next question. So, but what's funny is, is I didn't think that was going to be it. I thought you were going to get, I thought you was going to be Wolf. We didn't talk about Wolfie at all. And Wolf is said, too, Wolf's too obvious. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll get to him, but that is way too obvious. Of his right, I mean, everyone's out on Wolf. Oh, listen, the okay. big short is you go big or go home. You go against the guy that everyone loves that you are finding evidence. And I found enough evidence to suggest that maybe this, maybe people are overvaluing Hobland a little bit this week. And I love the oh. guy. And if he goes out and plays well, great. I'm going to feel better about the fact that I've laid an outray on him at the PGA and that he can actually go out there to a golf course that is really demanding around the green and finish well. That's gonna make you feel great. The fact I got forty to one on him at Kiowa, because if he can do it, Riviera, yes. he can do it Kiowa. But yeah, for this well, alone, I have concerns, and I, it really solidifies me the fact that everybody's whistling past the graveyard. The fact that this is his first time here, and he isn't this elite scrambler that we all think he is. I know he's improved, but the numbers aren't awesome. So listen. I'm with you, man. I, listen, I, I was off him too. So that that's fine. And I really think it's because of uh, the course history that you talked about and he's not a good scrambler. I think, uh, I think that's a, I think that's a very solid call, sir. All right. All right. Well, wow. listen, before we, uh, Oh, and by the way, yeah, guys go jump on 40 to one and hobble on at the, well, I, I don't, I don't know if he's there anymore. Is it? Well, I got him at 40 to one. What's he okay. at now? Go check your books and go, go get on them. The, um, all right. So before we actually get into our betting, uh, betting segment, uh, I got to let you know that better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. And since you're playing 
versus you're buying positions from other sports bettors. There is no house. You can play in 40 states legally, and sports betting without a VIG, I mean, you literally can't beat it. So sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP. That's a free do- free $10 bet at B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. Up until that last read, I feel like those are my best reads. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did awesome. You did <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All, All right, right. So, what do you want? So what do you want to start with? You, we got to start with first round leader because you dictated it in the Slack channel. No, show, we can't do. It. We got to do one and done first. Oh, fine. <laughs> I know you're already out of it in the, the mail cup or whatever the hell that is. Hey, man, the Capricorn Cap- 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 is done. It was starting a new one, by the way. So everybody's still listening. We're doing a SGP uh, one and done. It actually starts this week. So if you hear it tomorrow, you want to get in on it. Um, get in the Slack channel. Go to Steve's article. Click on it. Um, and say, hey, you're interested. We'll tell you who to DM, who to send you money to, um, and we're doing that. So uh, you can you can jump in on that. And the Capricorn is done, dude. Casey, was top five. It's done. You just There's got no the guys curse. you hate now. Oh, that's that's the real thing. That's why you picked Casey last week because you're trying to mush a player that everybody likes and a player that you just don't like. So those are the new rules now that you have to pick somebody that you just can't stand. Well, it's so funny you say that, sir. There you go. Because guess who I'm picking? Is it Xander? No, fuck no. All right, who are you picking? C- C- Rory. You're picking Rory. What? You, what? Rory. You, do you hate you hate Rory? I don't hate Rory. He annoys me. How does Rory McIlroy annoy you? I don't know. He's one of the most likable golfers out there. No, he's not. He totally <laughs> is. I don't think he is. All right, I, really well, I guess don't. we disagree on that. <laughs> I don't. I, I think he's. I think he's very annoying. Like. He was mad that people were drinking in the golf course and it needs to be quiet. And he's that old. When was that? Oh, dude, I'll send you the article, dude. He was bitching about fucking people being drunk and, and never mind the, and you set me straight on the, he would play for Ireland and not Northern Ireland in the Olympics. That was literally the biggest sticking point for me, Uh, but he's done enough douchey things as I'm sure all golfers have, uh, it's just, I, I didn't like him so much for the Northern Ireland thing <laughs> versus the Ireland thing for so long that it's just, uh, it's just ingrained now, man. That's it. So I'm taking Rory in my one and done. All right. Well, I guess that takes him off the board for me. So, um, I mean, I, I, up until this point, I think you and I have kind of been trying to be a little cute and yeah. I've been mildly successful at doing that. You have not no. up until last week. <laughs> so it's time. It's time to put in fourth gear or fifth gear, whatever it is. Um, these are big money events coming up. Yep. It's time to go bigger, go home. This is a big purse. So I am, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. And maybe I can talk this through with you. All right, come on. I don't know if I want to burn DJ, Ooh. but I'm real. I'm really tempted. All right. So let's, let's talk about his, obviously he's basically a four to one favorite. Yeah, but, but that doesn't really that doesn't really matter here. It just it's right, all about just like, can he win? Right, exactly. Yeah, obviously, he can win. He has probably the most win equity of anybody, right? That's oh, why he's four for, to one for for sure. Right. I so, mean, like, we're gonna talk about outrights later, but like you know, I can dream big about like certain guys. Like, I mean, DJ is probably just gonna come in and just squash everybody. And I know. don't know if he will. What's his best finish here? I he won two years ago. He has he, he has the best course history of anybody in this field. I thought he came second two years ago. No, he, he won in 2018. So, all right. So let's talk. Where else are we going to use? Where else are we going to use DJ? Well, I mean, 
Not TPC, which is the highest burst, right? We're not playing DJ there. Why? All right. I mean, that's a conversation earlier, but this is not the same TPC Sawgrass. This is not what uh, Bentgrass soft golf course. This is not oh, the best Bermuda golf course that it was. And they actually played pretty well the last time they did that. I mean, that, right. that that's a whole other conversation a couple of weeks from now. So okay, I fine. don't think you, so, you can exclude DJ and Sawgrass. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Oh. All right. So, um, I mean, Mexico is gone. But he crushes WGC events in general. And I mean, this is a sneak peek for next week, but concessions remind me a lot of uh, Doral, how it's laid out. And I think he's won there twice. So you can use him there. Okay. So why burn DJ? So why burn DJ then? He's coming off of Saudi. Because I. Right. A week. Off I, I want to make a splash. So, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're talking me off that. So then, then I go down to why not just use Xander this week. The dude has been crushing it No. and there's no sign of it letting up. You'll get some money. I, I'll probably get some money. You'll get some money. You're not going to And, and wh- where, where are we going to use Xander? So I actually WGC don't like him. Week? I don't like him at concessions next week. Why? WGC. Because that one is, it just, it doesn't strike me as, I guess, a Xander course. Like you're, it sets up a little bit like there's a lot of water and I don't really remember a lot of tournaments with water that Xander does really well at. So like the ones he does really well is like East Lake, which there's some water, but I mean, it's not prevalent. Um, I mean, it's here. It's Scottsdale. There's not a whole lot of there's a little water. It's not a whole lot there. Yeah. Uh, Kapalua. There's no water. So, like, and I'm trying to think of like golf courses that like he played in Florida. Like, he played every course in Florida has water. I know, but he played good one year at Sawgrass, but that was just one year. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's ever played. Valspar well. I don't know. I mean, I just I I, I don't think it fucking burns Xander then. Well then the other guys can't lay. Cantley's on a big heater. Yeah. And I and I actually don't think there is a golf course after that outside of the majors that I'm gonna want to use Cantley in. That I'm gonna be like, well, I and then, and then you're gonna have then you're gonna and if you pass DJ, you pass Ron, you pass Yeah, I mean all these like, other guys I guess, you're gonna want to like, use. I guess the alternatives is do I want to say Cantley for a major, which would either be the Masters or probably the U.S. Open? I don't really see him using a Kiowa. I don't really see it. This is going on too long. So, <laughs> welcome to welcome to Steve's brain, everybody. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with Cantley this week. All right, Cantley. I, I think this is last last chance to dance for Cantley that I would want to use him in. And I love the heater he's on. I love the form he's in. Let's roll with that. All right. That's fine. And this is for the mayo, right? Cause we, we can, use, we're going to pivot in the strategy where we're gambling with people who listen to us and go with this slack. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Who knows? Yeah. But we don't, I don't want to hear, well, you said you were going to use him. Well, fuck you. <laughs> no, I, for, for the individual one, I'll be doing something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So that's the one and done. All right. So like I said before, you dick teased us on your strong lean for 
first round leader. Why don't you? It's, why, it's why don't you extremely break? strong. All right, come on. What you got? All right. Every year since 2013, a first round leader, either by himself or with a share of it, has started on the tenth tee. Okay. So there you go. Eliminate half the field right there. All now, right. Starting the tenth tee are the first round leader, and it, it makes sense because the tenth is a birdie hole if you play it well. There's two par fives on the back there. And then one you come wrap around is the, one of the easiest par fives on the golf course. So, I mean, you can get off to like, if you get through that back nine, you know, pretty unscathed, you give me minus four or five, you know, after 10 and then you kind of just are feeling good. And then you, you know, you just kind of hold it together. Maybe you grab another birdie somewhere else, you know, maybe you get a couple of bogeys on, you know, on some of the tougher par fours, but, um, I mean, it's, it, it is a very strong time. Now there are guys who have been, you know, who started off on one who did, you know, were first round leader, but there's been 14 guys who had a sh- at least a share of the first round lead since 2013, 10 of them started on the 10th tee, four of them started on the first tee and every year since 2013 is on the 10th. Uh, as far as like AM or PM nine guys starting the AM five starting the PM that kind of makes sense from the standpoint of POA grows during the day. It's a little tougher to put on POA in the afternoon, but I mean, nine and five, you know, that's not as strong to me as like, you need to go to the 10th. Dude, they got some some studs starting on the 10th day. Yeah. The uh, the studs in the morning are starting (laughs) on 10. The afternoon, those are some guys where like, like a Jake Poston, I think is starting on 10 in the afternoon. Yeah. Like that's a dude that like just gets hot with a putter and has really a course history. That's a guy I would target. I think like Adam Hadwin is starting on 10 in the afternoon too. Yeah. Um, that's a guy can get lights out of the putter. It's good course history. Yeah. So it, when you're doing first round leader, go with someone on the 10 T and then just try and you know, find guys you like. Ooh, like Nas, Nas going history. off on the te- Nas going off on the tenth tee. You want to talk about somebody who can go off? Uh, there you go. With a lights out putter. All right, so yeah, there you go. I'll uh, I'll reform my list, and we'll have to post ours up on. Oh, our boy Ortiz is going off on the tenth tee too. Mm-hmm. Chalk, but whatever. So there you go. So there you go. When when I mean, you know, and, and some of the lists in the first on Lear's like you know, there's like studs like Coochers, Finau, Cantlay, DJ was first on Lear one year, but like. There's your Sam Saunders. There's, you know, Camilo Vijegas. There's old man Retief Goosen and VJ Singh past their prime. They were first round leaders. Nick Watney, Daniel Summer Hayes, hot ass sister, Heidi. I love Heidi. D- Derek Fathauer was a first round leader once upon a time. So you, you can go nuts with your first round leaders here. Fitzpatrick, you know, Fitzpatrick on the 10. Yeah. Oh man. I wish you never told me this. I'm going to have to, I'm going to end up having to do math. To make sure that I don't just overexpose myself where one of the guys wins and I still somehow lose money. Yeah, you're going to have 60 guys, a first round leader. Cause they all go off the 10 T aren't you? You're about no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, so I'll probably, I'll probably do eight to 10. Okay. Be my guess. Eight to 10. And Cause posted, I already had written down. Where's my boy. Luke, Luke isn't on the 10th T so he's dead. Keeks was already dead. Hoffman, uh, whatever. We'll, just, we'll do that in the Slack channel. This has already gone on too fucking long. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So let's do some matchups. What do you like for some matchups? Okay. Um, I mean, so I have some regrets. Um, <laughs> I made this bet on Monday because I saw it immediately. I'm like, well, I have to bet this. Like, this is a guy I really like this week. This is a guy I really hate. 
And then everyone decided that they were going to make him the most popular option this week under $8,000. And now I feel like a schmuck, but um, I'm on Carlos Ortiz minus one twenty over Matthew Wolf. Like yep, same. I mean, they're just, it's, it's, it's recent form and course history for Ortiz versus awful form and just limited, terrible experience with Matthew Wolf. And honestly, like, you know, I mean, could he have gone to George Yankees, a swing coach and gotten things figured out? You know, maybe, but I, I, there's nothing I've seen from Matthew Wolf since he had that weird ankle injury last fall that he has any idea where the ball is going off the tee. And that's really bad here. So I, I made that comparison earlier with like with Bryson, like he hits it a long ways, but I feel like he at least knows where to miss it with Matthew Wolf. I don't think he has, he has any idea where it's going. <laughs> yeah, so, fair. so I'm not, so I'm on Ortiz or Wolf there. Um, I like James Hahn plus one and a half strokes over Henrik Norlander. Um, Norlander. This is his first time playing this golf course. Yeah, I know he's been on a ball striking heater, but he's a really bad scrambler. So no experience, bad scrambling. He's not that great of a putter either. Like that's a bad combo for here. So I don't like him. And then, you know, KH Lee over Nate Lashley. Like that was really sad to watch Lashley implode like that, but he massively overachieved with the ball striking. He massively overachieved with the putting. He, I think he only has two rounds here and he was terrible. Like KH Lee's been playing pretty well. He has good course history here. Like, I don't love this for the fact that like, I think KH Lee is a really trendy pick this week, but just yeah. in a vacuum in a head to head, I think Nate Lashley has a little bit of a hangover from last week and Lee can at least beat him. I really like that. I feel like that's real strong. I like that. Okay. Um, so I got Brooks plus a stroke and a half against Finau for only minus one ten. Wow. You just, you, you do not like Finau this week. I just think he's trending in the wrong direction. He played in Saudi. Like, I don't know. Dude, what? I'm he's had like about, three what? top tens in a row. No, 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 no. I, I'm talking about at the course here, not now, right? This course here, he's gone from second to 20th to 50 something, like whatever. Like, I don't know. Okay. You know me, man. I just, I, listen, I'll find something. I'll be like, I feel like that's the right, the right move to go. So that's what I do. All right. Um, uh, and I took Leishman over Neiman early in the week. Cause I still could wrap my head around why everybody loved Neiman still after he had a month off that's plus plus one thirty-five. So it's a dog. So whatever it is, what it All is. Right. Um, and then I also have uh, Ortiz over Wolf. Uh, and then I got Lanto Griffin minus a stroke and a half over Kucher. So I, plus, so plus there's a funny five. story about that. So I oh, thought about yeah. doing that too. Yeah. So in the beginning of the week, that was actually reversed. Lanto was getting plus one and a half. And then I think a bunch of money came out of Lanto when that flipped. Oh, that makes me feel fucking terrible. Thanks. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> usually when there's, what I've noticed is usually when there's steam on matchups, that's actually a bad sign. Oh, it's a terrible sign. Yeah. That's, that's an awful fucking, sign. That's a really bad sign. Shit. So, I mean, I, right. I think with Lance, like I like him too. Yeah. He's not a very good scrambler. And he just I think, like, I just think Kucher's dead. Good. I just think Kucher's dead. I mean, like I, I thought Kucher's dead too, but he's like put up these like, 40th place finishes. Like he's like, he's making the cut on the number. He just like, he just stinks over the weekend. He's getting but his like, paydays. He's shorting his caddies. Okay. But like the, like the problem with Kucher is like, he's not bad enough where like, even if like you pick the guy you pick in the matchup, like doesn't have his a game either. He can still beat him. Yeah. Like Kucher's like making cuts on the number. And like, if you just pick wrong Lanto, yeah. like you're done. You're done, even if you were just right to fake Kucher. It, it's kind of yeah. frustrating because I've been on the wrong end of that for a couple times with Kucher. Yeah. And like, I'm right that Kucher stinks. Like, you should never bet him. But then the guy right. matchup is just worse. Yeah. Whatever, man. That's why it's gambling. And then uh, I got 
when, when can you get Rory even money against anybody? And I'm taking it against my boy Rom. I Rory, I kind of like that. Yeah, Rory even money. Like that's it just makes me. I'm like, whatever. Like I gotta take that. Rory even money against Rom. Like they're both the same fucking player. Like I feel like Rory's in a better spot right now. Better course history. Didn't just change clubs, which clearly hasn't worked for my boy Johnny. But yeah, man, that's it. So uh, the, that that was my last one, but I'm definitely jumping on that cage Lee one. 100%. Okay. All right, there you go. All uh, right. So, how about uh, top tens and twenties? So top ten. Uh, <laughs> so I got Finau at plus three ten, just a hedge a little bit. That <laughs> is. Hey man, <laughs> got a hedge, man. You got a hedge. You got a hedge. Listen, and it doesn't. Right. Listen, so here's the deal. So you'll know why I say that when when I do outrights too, because I have the matchup. I I got I have Brooks outright. Okay. Right? So 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 I feel like Brooks can still win that matchup, and Tony can still I come feel in like top this ten. Is terrible, like bankroll management right now. Oh yeah, listen, you don't. You are so Chris. You are crisscross here. No, no, I'm not though. But listen, so once again, I think Brooks can win, and I think Tony can come top ten. He's fucking top ten, Tony. He's top five, Tony. Like, and I think Brooks can win. That's it, All and right. I still get a, and I still get a stroke and a half, uh, in my bet. I didn't take Brooks heads up. I'm getting a stroke and a half. Okay. So, so when like so when like Finau finishes like 30 second, Brooks missed the cut. Yeah. Then then, then you're uh, screwed. That, no, I'm not screwed. Then I'm pivoting, baby. I'm fucking fluid on the weekend with matchups and how to throw some money down, man. Come on. All right. That's it. Um, All right. There we go. <laughs> and then I actually got uh I actually got uh Maury Coward just because of I didn't want to bet him outright because of your trend, but I, I'll take a top 10 and plus 350. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I like and, that play. Yeah. And that's, and those are the only two I got down right now. I hate okay. top 10 odds. I hate top 10 odds. I know. And they're all, they're all terrible, especially in strong, yeah. these strong fields. They're, they're not very fair, but no, I mean, listen, I, so and, and the other thing too is like, they're all priced in with like, but they don't tell you like there's the dead heat rules with it. So it's like, it's, it, they <laughs> I say remember, it's I remember the first time I had that, that was fun. Yeah, I, I mean, like, they wait, say it's plus one fifty. Yeah, they say it's plus one fifty. It might get chopped down to like, like minus something. So, whatever. I mean, so I found Xander Shoffley plus uh, plus one fifty a top ten. Well, nice. I'm just gonna take it. I mean, he's finished top ten in eight of his last twelve starts. He's gained two over two strokes per round over his last fifty rounds. Gained over two strokes per round at, at Riviera in twelve career rounds. What's not to like? So right. I'm with a top 10 on female too. I'm on top 10 on Joaquin Neiman. I just, I I'm really high on him, but like, I can't view the outright just because I know he's been away from the course and I don't know if he's like, like, is he really beating all these guys this week? I don't yeah. know. So, but he's plus 400. So I'm on that top 10. Um, as far as top 20, I like cam Smith's for top 20. Like he's a really trendy outright this week at hundred to one. I'm not willing to go that far. But he's plus two seventy five for a top twenty. I think this is a good fit for that's the golf. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. And I'm willing to forgive him for what happened at uh, at Torrey Fine South, just because it was a crazy weather day. A lot of things, a lot of shit happened. So yeah. And then uh, if you go to the website sportsgamblingpodcast.com, I got a, like ten other guys that like you can kind of mix and match of uh, that you should consider, like ranging from like you know Kevin Na plus two sixty all the way down to like Schwartzel plus six hundred, Stewart Sink plus seven hundred, uh, your boy Wesley Bryan plus nine hundred. <laughs> Did you really put a bet on Wes Bryant? 
I mean, I haven't decided. Like, this is just like that. That range is like I don't bet all those guys, but like right, right, right. there's so many guys that for top twenty. Like, I just I wrote you just a list of names and then just like have fun. Yeah. But that's what you got to do. That's when you got to do the math. Be like, all right, I got to make sure that at least if if only one of these two of these guys hit, I'll be all right. What do you yeah, think? Like, like the purpose of the list, like these are guys I really list. like. If you have a lean on it and you yeah. tend to, in my opinion, yeah, bet it. But d- yeah. don't bet all of them. Like you're gonna lose money betting all of them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Pick and choose the ones you like. Uh, right. So I like list at plus five hundred. Uh, I like Ortiz at plus two seventy five. I couldn't pull the trigger at anything higher than that. Uh, especially after I saw that he got bet down. Like mm. I was like, wait, Carlos Ortiz got bet down. <laughs> like, wait, what happens? All right. I'll just take a top 20 on him. Uh, and I got posted uh, plus 400. You have married me to him with as little as you talked about him the other night. And then I did my own research and I was like, dope. I'm in on him. No idea why. Just in. Wow. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> the power That's of my it. words, apparently. That's right. Feet first, man. Feet first. All right. There you go. <laughs> uh, any other like exotic props? You got? I got a couple. As so that I'm, Top European Rory plus two fifty. Okay, I'm getting right. plus two fifty. So I kind of went down a similar line, but I just did continental Europe. I took uh, the island of Great Britain and Ireland completely out of it. So okay, uh, I get so John Rahm plus one ten. I'm taking the favorite. So the guys he's up against plus in that range. Hold on, is that it's which, not that strong? So here's who he's up against for continental European. Oh, I know one. who he is, but I didn't get that plus one ten. Which book are we talking about? I will talk about it offline. Quickly, <laughs> oh, it's not. No one's betting this. It's not going to get bet down. Don't worry. Yeah, that's fair. So, so for the for the listener, so the guys he is up against for top Kendall European player, Victor Hoblin, who I already said I'm not high on, and actually I'm going to go a step further. I got Hoblin at plus 300, missed the cut. That's how strong Ooh. I feel. So Let's write that down. So I'm going with that. Um, Sergio Garcia, who I just frankly don't trust. Um, there's actually a top Spaniard one, but like Rom's like minus three, minus 300. Yeah. I exactly, don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah. So, uh, Probably Francesco close. Molinari, who just has consistently bad course history here. Like that's enough of a trend for me to just fade it. Hamrick Norlander, who I also have a miscut prop on a plus plus one fifty. So a first timer here. I don't like that. Uh, Alex Norin. No, thanks. Sepp Straka. No, thanks. Then that's it. Those are the only guys competing against for top Europeans. So, oh, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. So I'm going with that one. And then uh, top South African player. So there's only three in the field. So there's yeah. your boy, Brandon grace, yeah. who I can, declare him de- I can declare him dead. He's dead. Yeah. He's not very good anymore. So it's really comes down to Dylan Fratelli and Charles Schwartz, who have been kind of up and down. Um, you know, Fratelli did really well at the masters. He's been really on or off. I think he played well at either the Zozo or CJ cup. I forget which one. Maybe. And then Charles Schwartzel, like, I mean, he's been up and down. He played well at Torrey Pines, played well at the masters. The ball screen has been a little better. So, I mean, Schwartzel's got, you know, more course history here. He's been striking the ball a little better than Fratelli has. And he's been a much better putter than Fratelli has. So I'm taking Schwartzel plus 175 is top South African. Uh, and I, th- I think that's basically a head to head, you know, in general. So I'm not really, the, I'm not really concerned about Brandon Grace this week. No. Um, and then a couple other miscut props. I'm on uh, Maverick McNeely plus 150. This is his first time at the golf course, and then like I made reference to this yesterday when you asked about him. Yeah, that was his best tee to green performance he's had in a long time. I think that regresses, yeah. and just the fact of the matter is, is he just hasn't seen this golf course, so I don't like him. And then Russell Knox plus 150. He is he putted out of his mind last That's ballsy. Week at Apple. That's ballsy. And 
in four rounds here, he lost something like 1.6 strokes per round. Like, so bad course history and he's due to come down with a putter. So right. I'm going to fade him for a miscut. I'm going to follow you on the Hovland and the Norland and miss a cut. I'm going to pass on the other ones. That's fine. I'm going to go. I really like that. But you know me, you throw a big number in front of me and I get all excited. I'm like, Ooh, plus 300. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, take that with a grain of salt. All right. So outright, I have only got down on five, five so far. I don't know if I'm going to add anybody. I'm only on I'm only on six, and that's as far as I'm gonna go. Yeah, so I got Bryson, Brooks, Rory, Morikawa, and Nah. God, you're so you're really front loaded up top. Yeah, I just don't see anybody. Like I feel like it's gonna be a top end talent. Okay. All right. So I am also on Bryson with you. Okay. Uh, I am also on Morikawa with you for reasons okay. I have already stated in this podcast. Yeah. I'm on Cantlay. I got him at 18 to one before he got back down to 14. Um, yeah. If, if I started the week and I was looking at Patrick Cantlay 14, I probably would not have bet it, uh, but I'm already at 18. So I'm already committed. So yeah. um, I'm buying into the Leishman 66 to one just because of the win equity Ooh. and these golf course fit. He's got a ton of experience here. And that fits friend oh, guys, shit. just guys just who have a lot of successful rounds here are just solid players do well. So I'm on him there. Matthew Fitzpatrick, 80 to one. I think that's a disrespectful number. <laughs> I mean, it's only a disrespectful number if he wins, bro. It doesn't matter. Like, I just, I like, I, I, maybe I just overrate him as a player. I think he's a really good player and he's had a lot of really close calls the last two years at these really hard golf courses. And he won in November and it's 80 to one. So, oh, I know he, so like, people must agree with you because he's down to 70 at both books that I've been looking at right now. Okay. He's, yeah. I saw him. On, I, what, I saw him at 75 to one and a couple of books. I am also on, I found 80 to one on another one. So I'm on him there. And then everybody's talking about cam Davis as this like hundred to one darling, you know, but I'm actually going with his clone and Sam Burns, one twenty five to one. And Sam I mean, they're, Burns. they're, they're the same player. They're both long off the tee. They're good iron players. They're good putters. They give both put good on POA. Both are pretty dodgy with the scrambling. So that's a little concerning. I mean, Burns was terrible in his debut here, but it finished, I think like top 30 last year. So kind of came up a little bit. And the difference between the two is cam Davis gained like a shot and a half per round with his putter at pebble and burns lost strokes putting. So there's really nowhere to go, but down for cam Davis. And there's really nowhere to go, but up for Sam burns. So I know he is winning upside putting in him because he gained 10 strokes putting at Scottsdale. He just didn't hit the ball very well that week. I mean, if he hit the ball, like average for him, he probably wins at Scottsdale with how he putt. So I mean, I, I think he's going to win on tour. Eventually he's got a ton of talent. Like he's a bomber who can you know, like, he has enough firepower in the arsenal and one twenty five to one. I'm just going to take a little stab at that, but those are the only six I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't see myself adding any more. I'm going to have to add Leishman now just cause it's like the Cebu. Like I can't, I can't have you. Hit, I can't have you hit fucking Leishman and me not. I will. All right. There you go. Shit. I mean, you were the uh, original, you're the original Leishman backer. <laughs> I was I, for no reason other than guess what? Got handicapping, sir. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, you want to uh, join that one and done? 
Uh, hopefully you're still listening. This thing went long. Uh, so go to, uh, go to our Slack channel and, uh, and, uh, like I said, hit us up. Let us know if you want to do the one and done. We'll tell you who to pay. Um, and uh, other than that, man, for uh, Boston Capper and the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer, let's break them bookies, motherfuckers. Let's go. Maybe I shouldn't be sharing this, but you have to check out Kohl's. The athleisure styles we've all been living in, they're on sale. I saved on a champion sweatshirt for my daughter, got an $11.99 Vans tee for my son, and picked up Adidas sneakers for my husband. Plus, I got 20% off and Kohl's cash. So I'm totally going back for those Sonoma jeans. You know, for when I actually want to wear jeans again. Select styles 20% offer ends March 21st. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.